The Mental Health Show with Mark Haston. James, welcome along. How are you doing? Very well, Mark. How are you, mate? I'm well. I'm coming up to 12 months clean on uh, the 28th of March. Congratulations, mate. That's a phenomenal effort. <laughs> it is. It is. I still feel a bit empty, though. I, I, I know that's a controversial thing to say, but I, I, I think I've still got a lot. Not empty. That's probably a little bit of an over uh, over exaggeration. I, I just know I've got a lot of work to do. I, I've got a lot of work to do. Anyway, we're not talking about me. We are talking about <laughs> we are talk we are talking about you, and the reason yeah. we're talking about you is because you have been to Helen back. Please. Uh, as best you can, in in a, in a in a general sense, explain to our listeners how low you got. Oh, mate, the lowest was probably on the end of a uh, of a pistol. To be honest, a couple of times, but one in particular was a uh, well known uh, hitman in uh, Melbourne and uh, smashed me over the forehead with a with a shooter and. Um, Popped it in my mouth and sort of asked me a couple of hard questions. And um, I knew because of the amount of money that was involved, I wasn't going to be off. I knew there was a massive chance that he could have put one in my legs and, you know, I was in a bit of trouble. And it was probably at that moment, Mark, and a couple of uh, times I overdosed very closely after that, that I realised, how low does it have to get before I pull the pin on this thing? Wow. Pulled the pin on it. And, and, and I guess, and look, I can only go, I can only go on what I've read and, and I guess to a certain extent my own personal experiences, but sometimes you're never really sure whether you are at that lowest point, are you? Well, I can, yeah, good point, Mike. I can really resonate with what you're saying with the feeling of emptiness during recovery in the early stages because with the heat and the cut and thrust of, you know, whether you're a gambler or a sex addict or a food addict or any sort of addict, mm. the chase of getting on and finding it and, you know, you're like a, a, a hunter yeah. and you're, you're finding your prey mm. and, you know, that I don't know, I'm not sure... I've replaced it now with uh, shark hunting mm. or catching massive fish, but I'm not sure that that mindset of really chasing dad game really ever leaves you. And that I replicate that with drugs and and making a big amount of money off of selling or distributing drugs, drugs or collecting a debt or. I'm not sure that ever leaves you, mate. Yeah, no. and that's the, uh, presumably that, and I don't understand this. Uh, you know, sort of physiologically, but I, I mean, that's the chemicals in your brain really scrambling around, isn't it? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing more and more research through <laughs> um, my studies and other bits and pieces. And Mark, it's scary. The more I learn about addiction and uh, the human brain, the less I realise I know. <laughs> I have heard that I've heard that phrase before. In fact, I think I think I heard it in in at Hader. I was in the Hader clinic, and I can remember one of our practitioners telling me that. So yeah, I, I understand. I understand. However, having said all of that, though, James, what you're doing is wonderful because, um, and I want to expand on all of this, but just just learning about the brain and how it works and what addiction is and how it's an illness and how it works and how it turns us into monsters and yet at the same time how we can turn it all around is fascinating. 
Yeah, I think, Mark, when I talk these days, um, especially in prison, um, or my whole team does, there's a window of opportunity, and that's the the moment you need to really capture. And what I'm understanding more than anything else is procrastination and the fear of change, the demons that are going to come in and, and undermine that that actual forward movement. Mm-hmm. So you've really got to take hold. And even if you've asked a million questions beforehand, to get to that point of am I ready, is it the time, it's seizing that window of opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not just addiction, it's mental health, emotional well-being, balance, whatever you want to call it. The second you feel that falling is the time you have to step up as a man or woman and seize it. Yeah. That 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 is that is so eloquently put, and it's and I can a hundred percent understand that the, the difficulty is doing it. Yeah, absolutely, Mark. That that's, couldn't agree with you more. That's mate. the key, isn't it? Well, there's a lot of fear. You know, mm. you, there's almost a fear of mourning, like you're leaving a person you've known for a little um, a moment in time. Like you're letting them go. I know. And that's really scary. I know. But if you've got, if you've done a little bit of research and you've started to surround yourself with people that have been through the, the cut and thrust of giving up addiction or, or tackling mental health, chances are you'll have a support network that is more than willing to be able to back you up and answer the phone calls of self doubt in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. That's the key that, that network, because if you if you're at the pit of despair, and you've got people around you uh, that are also there, it's going to be what do they call it? The itty bitty pity committee. Yeah, yeah. But if yeah. you're started asking serious <clears throat> questions about yourself, and now that's the key to recovery and coming good, is asking really tough questions. And if you're asking those tough questions, chances are you're going to be surrounding yourself with one or two people that are going to back you. Yeah, and you don't want yes people either. Hey, I want to just go back, James, because we sort of <clears throat> we we sort of skirted over it. Do, yep. do you do you mind if I ask you specifically what your drug of choice was, and perhaps if you could be a little more specific about just how bad things got? Mark, you can go as hard as you like, mate. <laughs> All right, thank uh, you. Yeah. Well, well, if that's the case, I'll go with that question. Yeah. So it, for me, it was um, ketamine. I started with uh, LSD, marijuana, moved into cocaine. Um, I'm a high-energy sort of operator, mm. as it stands, so speed and co- cocaine. Mm. I didn't really need it. I'm sort of the fellow that needs to bring myself down, if anything. So it was marijuana, alcohol. Uh, ketamine was a great drug for me because it allowed me to disassociate myself from my true self. Mm, actually, if you don't mind me asking, and I'm showing my ignorance here, what is ketamine? Ketamine's a horse tranquilizer. Oh, for heaven's sake. Yeah, Jesus. heavy duty sort of. Um, I do remember you winning the third at Flemington about four months ago. No, no, my best was Caulfield, mate, fourteen hundred meters. <laughs> Caulfield Guineas, Caulfield yeah, Guineas, Caulfield Guineas. Surround one, th- surround one, three in a row of those. 
Yeah, they call me the Regal Roller. <laughs> the Regal Roller. <laughs> yeah. In 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 terms of, and I know you, you you spoke initially about that story about the guy with the gun and stuff like that, mm. but how dangerous was your life when you were in full addiction? Just either getting getting oh. drugs, or I'm not sure whether you were selling them or not. I, I know you alluded to that. I'm not sure about that, but you know, how dangerous was your was your world? Well, it was dangerous because my intake was anywhere from three to five grand a week. Oh, okay. God. So I had to come up with that sort of coin and and whether it was distributing or collecting debts or or manufacturing, it was it was game on. Like wherever the money came, I needed to earn it because I wasn't knocking around with like weekend warrior peanuts. Mm. That were, you know, just razzle dazzle sort of wankers, to be honest. You, you, yeah. I was rocking and roll with some serious heavyweights, Mark, and, mm. um, you know, it's, it's, I couldn't really, um, get away from the fact that this was a serious business. Mm. And things got real, things got real, Mark, um, on a number of different occasions. Well, what do you mean by um, that? Yeah, look, I've had, I've had, as I mentioned before, I've had guns pointed at my head many times and I've been called to um, certain meetings where I was really lucky to get a, get away alive. God. It was just the way the, the deck was stacked in my favour and uh, I happened to uh, get away. And, 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 and I guess in a way it, 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 was, it was normal in some ways for you, would that be fair to say, at the time? Absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Violent. It's just like doing your knee in footy. Mm. Like if you come away with some scrapes or if you get opened up or, you know, that's just the way it rolls. Yeah. James, how did you – and this is fast. I could talk to you about this for, for, for hours. How, how did you um, – <coughs> when was the moment? Yeah, so I overdosed one night in my um, flat mm. and I saw something. I was brown bread, Mark. I was uh, lying on my bed. All the periphery started to get dark and uh, all of a sudden a, a dark entity, almost like a grim reaper, like the Grim Reaper that he used to appear on the AIDS ad. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated that one. He was horrible. Oh fuck, terrifying. <laughs> and um, so he rocked up, and I and I put the express post emergency prayer upstairs, yeah. and I said, if you get me out of this one, I'll spend the rest of my life helping people. Oh my god. Well, and lit- he answered, li- well, literally, oh my you god! Forget. Like, it's very easy to forget about that. Yeah. In the mo, in the moment. Yeah. But um, there was another time, Mark, when <laughs> you know my addictions were uh, out of control, and yeah, I was ended up pushing my car up a highway because I'd run out of petrol. I didn't have any. Uh, phone credit at the time because I always switched phones because I didn't want anyone to, oh. to know my number. Anyway, I was pushing the car up the road oh, and uh, 
I had nowhere to go. I had nowhere to ring. All of a sudden, the white VT SS rocks up. And I'm going to get emotional explaining this to you because it always gets me this story. And anyway, this huge island is hanging out the side of the car. And I'm thinking, mate, just go. Just go. Leave me alone. And he goes, bro, are you out of petrol? And I said, yeah, man. And he goes, have you got a jerry can? I said, actually, I do. So he goes, give it to me. I said, listen, mate, I haven't got any money. And he goes, just give me the jerry can, bro. So I give it over to him, and he does this massive burnout because it's a big V8. Mm. His missus is driving. You know, this bloke had hands the size of dinner plates, huge islander. Mm. And uh, I'm sitting there in the cold, and I hear the V8 coming. And he um, he he dropped back off the V8. Uh, sorry, he dropped back off Paul Jerry can. Wow. And um, he said to me, come over, bro. And uh, he put 50 bucks in my hand as well. You're joking. And, Mark, that was the moment, mate. I'll, I'll never, ever forget the feeling of like someone was looking up after me or someone was looking after me. Because you'd never and had And I it. thought to myself as I filled up the car, I thought, I want to be the bloke that's driving around in a VT, V8, SS, helping people. Wow. So I guess they're the two moments, mm. Mark, that sort of changed my life. Well, you, and God, I'd love to see that guy. Yeah, you never you saw know, you I'd never saw you never him. saw him again, James. No, never, no. mate. I wrote about him in my book, mm. but uh, he he changed my life. And I'd just love to express to all your listeners, Mark, a slightest smile, handshake, hug at a train station, buying someone a paper pulling over and getting someone petrol. It, you just have no idea the flow-on effect that can have in life. Oh, yeah, I understand. Yeah, And but that's what we're about at Hard Cuddles, Mark. Yeah, so tell me, and that, that's, a, that's a great segue now. Tell me about Hard Cuddles. First, how long has it been going for? And then, and then give us an overview as to what it's all about. Oh, Mark. Oh, we're two and a half years in. Yeah. Um. We're taking on the mental health industry, which is no mean feat, but uh, we've had massive change, mate. We've got three guys in recovery from ice addiction. We've been working at the coal face in the prison system with massive success. Wonderful. Tried, tested, and measured and evaluated. We've got reports documenting our success. Um, we've repaired families and I've got the best team behind me. Wow. Uh, we're doing work with for the Pacific Island community. Um, it's just amazing, mate. Like, it's just so heartwarming, Mark, what we're doing. We work with any male that is willing to go to town on his self-doubt, self-worth, and emotional well-being. And what you mean That's by and and what you mean by that is someone who is is willing to just hand them hand themselves over basically and say, you know what, I I, I need help. I want to give this a hundred percent. Is that what you're saying? That's it. Mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I I understand. And 
to that end, uh, unless someone is willing to give it a go and give it a hundred percent, when I say it, I'm talking about any sort of recovery. And again, I'm not an yeah. I'm not an expert. I mean, I, I mean, you know, I've just been an addict for all of my life, so I'm an expert from that point of view, but but not from where you're coming from. But I do know that for me to get well, I have to give it my all, and that's what you're indicating there with these people that you're working with, and clearly they do. Which is a wonderful thing. I mean, to have really great success in the prison system, mate, is is brilliant. I mean, people shouldn't be going to prison anyway. This is a conversation for another time. But people yeah. shouldn't people shouldn't be going to prison because they're addicts. Mark, the, some of the guys we work with in prison are, are truly brilliant minds. Yeah, of course, they're just sick. That's all. They're just unwell. They're sick. Mate. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. And and as I say, it's it's a shame that I don't. I mean. You know, I'd love to get you on again because I'd love to talk to you a little bit more about that. I think that's a really, really good topic and a whole range of other ones. James, um, so the website is, please? www.hardcuddles.com. Yeah, and uh, is there a, is there any other, anything else you want to promote? Is there a phone yeah, number? Yeah, you can get us on Facebook, Instagram. <laughs> Go and buy the book if what? you're interested in a really good What's it hard called? hitting. What's it, what's Australian it called? Australian Reed. Yeah, what's it called? Hard Cuddles. Oh, oh it's called Hard Cuddles. Fantastic. Yeah. When, when, did, when did you release that, James? Jeez, that was uh, June 2018. Okay, cool. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to get a copy for myself, actually. I'm going to have a look around and, and grab a copy. James, thank you. That Look, uh, that was 25 minutes. I could have spoken for another hour. Um, but I really appreciate you coming on i appreciate your honesty and i know that that's probably second nature to you now because you know you're doing a lot of this sort of stuff but nonetheless it still takes courage to to say things about yourself so i thank you for that and i thank you for the work you're doing for uh, for all of those people who are struggling mate because we need more of you because i'm sorry to, I'm, I'm sorry to say it but uh, you know i know the government's doing as best they can at the moment through this terrible <laughs> ter- ter- terrible epidemic but 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 I, but I don't well they're doing it as best they can but the point i'm they about can, to yeah but the point i'm about to make is i don't think they do anywhere near enough for for those who for those who are addicts and for those who have mental health issues, there you go. That's why we are cuddles, mate. <laughs> exactly, James. Lovely to talk to you. No problem, Mark. Bye, bye, mate. See you, mate. James Harding from uh, Hard Cuddles. Brilliant. Loved it. I hope you enjoyed that, folks. We went a little bit over, um, but uh, if you'd like to uh, have a look at what James is up to. Uh, it's hardcuddles.com, uh, www.hardcuddles.com. See and listen to more now at thementalhealthshow.com. This podcast is part of the Oscast Network.